So uh, today, uh, the topic that I want to talk about is actually a topic that I, I worked with uh, Father Jim and Christina Warden um, a couple weeks ago uh, when we were talking about cultural competency, um, empathy, and spirituality in the clinical setting. And uh, the part that I focused on was this idea of diversity within um, the clinical setting. And so um, this idea, it's now, for me, this all came back to over the summer. I was asked to do a talk at um, Lutheran High School and about um, cultural um, uh, cultural diversity within the educational system. And I started reading a book on by a guy named Miles McPherson. He was a professional football player who um, had a pretty diverse upbringing. His, his one grandfather was white, another grandfather was Asian, and then he had two grandparents that were um, uh, African-American and for him miles growing up is he never was black enough and he was never white enough he never really fit in and it wasn't until he actually started playing sports and on those sports teams regardless of his high school um, college or when he played professional is that there was this common bond or common unity that was happening and so um, that's some of the things I want to touch base on but originally what I want to talk about or at least uh, initially I want to talk about is this idea of dualistic thinking and and the idea of dualistic thinking is um, this concept of, um, uh, of that this black or white, this idea of um, right or wrong. And so, so a, a question for us to think about, do we think right now in 2019, is our country divided? If we are divided, what are we divided over? What are some of the things that are going on? Um, so some things that jump into people's mind, maybe the politics, right? The Republican and Democrat things, and maybe it's other things regarding uh, maybe race or economics. Um, so we may think of that element. Is the community that we're living in, um, is it divided? Is it a microcosm of, of what's going on um, at uh, a larger aspect from us nationally? Is there division in the household that you live? Um, differences of opinions. This idea of dualistic thinking, um, when I think of the definition, I think of this idea of the definition of dualistic um, thinking is um, uh, essentially for me is this idea of thinking about uh, us versus them. Uh, this black and whiteness of that if I'm uh, if I'm wrong uh, then someone else is claiming to be right or if I'm right it's only based upon somebody being wrong and and for me I know that there was a lot of times where this was a struggle for me to be thinking about I think about it from a, from an initial standpoint when it came to religion um, that uh, in my background I grew up in, in, a, in a background where uh, it was very it was very clear that if you followed this particular way that was the right way but I would meet people and their way was the right way and what was confusing at the time was how could everyone either all be right or how could everyone be wrong? And then came this idea of non-dualistic thinking. And non-dualistic thinking is this idea of, um, in spirituality, is this um, 
of being a way of not to or one undivided um, without a second. This idea of being able to transcend the, this dualistic, this black or white, or this um, right or wrong, to, to tr somehow um, go above and beyond, looking at it from a higher perspective of what may be a greater truth of what going, what's happening. So I think of um, myself. So I grew up playing football, and um, and of course, being competitive, I wanted to wanted to win. And if I was on a team, um, or in wrestling, when I was on a team, if I lost, then I'd have all those emotions and feelings that came with with losing. Um, later, when I was coaching, um, it, it seemed, even though it may have been ten years later, it seemed like it was very much the same way. Is that I wanted my team that I was coaching to win, um, and and of course then the other team to lose. And when it comes to sports, that's fine. It's, a, it's, a, it's this finite um, game where there's a beginning, a middle, and an end of, of the activity, and we keep score um, so that at the end of the contest, there was a winner, and then there's someone who loses that. And that makes sense. But when it came to people, which is much more infinite, or someone's career, um, or a person's perception of themselves is much more infinite, these finite rules that I was using seem not to fit. So in other words, if I won a game or won a competition, I was a winner, or if I lost, I was a loser, and I was somehow using that as a definition or a perception of myself, um, and, and, it, and it seemed to carry over where later this idea of being able to see those experiences um, uh, as a building process of me maybe being a better competitor, um, becoming stronger of either as a coach or a football player um, or, or whatever it may be. And so these learning experiences that I was having wasn't necessarily based upon the particular outcome of a, of a contest, but it was more important, more important about what did I learn to grow as an athlete, to grow as a coach, to grow as a person. So there was this story that I remember as I was coaching. Um, of course, the team that I was coaching for was the good team, and um, the team we were playing against was, well, those guys. And, um, it, and I remember uh, we had this competitive, uh, this other team that we were playing against, and they always seemed uh, to have strong athletes and stuff like that. And, um, and of course, how things would be is that there was one of their star athletes came to see me for counseling. And as I was counseling that individual, um, I got to know him as a person. And so even though he was on the rival team, um, before I was thinking of him being this monster and being all these, you know, it probably didn't even bleed red or anything like that. Now I got to know him as a person. And it wasn't that he played for an opposing team. He was just a person that I knew. And because I happened to know his story, um, uh, it changed everything for me. That was one example for me of being able to move from this dualistic thinking when he played for another team, he was the, the bad guy. Now that I got to know him as a person and know him as an individual and because of that relationship, um, that transcended that, um, that label of working uh, where he played for. 
I think another example for me is that, um, at least around here, uh, you're either a Bears fan or a Packers fan, right? And there's all this uh, going back and forth based upon you know which team you root for and things like that. And all this energy comes up about your team that's playing. And even to the point where if your team does well, you're having a great day. If your team doesn't do well and loses, then you're having a bad day. Maybe even that bad day lasts for a couple days in, into the week uh, until you um, until they play again and hopefully they'll win. I think the idea of dualistic thinking is not about being a Bears fan or a Packer fan. It is about being a football fan. It's about enjoying the sport in itself. Um, when I watch college games, I will uh, go and intentionally look for um, the end of the games where there's uh, a close score because I want to see the competitiveness um, back and forth about who's going to win that particular contest more so than um, just uh, having the team that I prefer to win blowing out the other team. I don't learn as much. I don't doesn't find to be as, as enjoyment um, of a game when that happens. So this idea of striving to be non-dualistic um, is something that I've intentionally been trying to do. But just as it is naturally for me, um, I would have this tendency that when I slip back into dualistic thinking, meaning if the Bears, the team that I like, um, are not doing well, then, um, then I start being critical of myself for being dualistic uh, again. I think that's also part of some of the folly that happens in this, that in, this, in the desire to be non-dualistic, I'm being dualistic about being non-dualistic. And so I think this is a tendency that we can get into, is that there is not one that's good or bad. Um, it is just part of the process, that dualism um, is a fundamental part of learning. We need to um, understand the basic components of um, what is you know the right and wrong of how to play this particular activity, or the, the black and white of, of, of something, but at the same time not get so attached um, to the outcome that it, we make a judgment on it. And I think that, that for me is, is the tension of being able to um, learn the basics, learn the developmental process of either a text, regardless if that is um, a spiritual development, if it's an educational development, if it's a, uh, a sport or part of my uh, learning a particular craft. I need to necessarily learn, learn the foundational piece, which would be that dualistic way of doing it. And then, at the same time, recognize that failure is going to be part of that process, learning from that failure, that it isn't all hinged on everything going the right way the first time, and then recognizing that as I learn that process, there may be an opportunity for innovation or creativity which transcends out of the dualistic way of looking at things. Um, I know for me, uh, this is not necessarily an easy thing uh, for me to do, uh, that I get, I fall back into it, uh, into that dualism, um, because it's, it's, it's familiar, it's, there's a comfortable aspect to it, even though um, I don't like necessarily how I feel when, when that happens. So for me, that analogy of how can I strive to love football as a whole versus loving just one team? even though I may have to learn how to like one team or love one team to actually enjoy the sport of football first. Um, they, they go hand in hand. There's a relationship between the two of them. 
So thank you very much for listening today, and uh, we'll have another one, uh, a teaching point later on.